The deadly shooting in Buffalo that happened on Saturday has very similar aspects to it as the El Paso shooting in Walmart back in 2019. And we're going to show how that's more of a trend than some white nationalist domestic terrorist that the FBI likes to say that there is. It's all coming up on the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. The left knows how to exploit a tragedy. They're really good at that. They're the moral betters, you know, the ones that just go, just be a good person. They're the first to jump on an attack and just exploit the crap out of it before the bodies are even buried. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. And that's kind of what happened. We had multiple shooting events over the weekend, very tragic situations. And there were two that were very uh, interesting if you put them side by side with what the media attention uh, garnered versus what didn't. First one was at Laguna Woods Church in California. Um, it's this Chinese nationalist who, I, I guess he had grown up in uh, Taiwan, but he was a Chinese nationalist. Um, he was somebody who had an affinity for the Chinese Communist Party. And he went in and shot up this church. And luckily, the churchgoers took him down. They rallied together, took him down in the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church, and they hogtied him. But unfortunately, he had already shot and killed you know a few people. Um, interesting thing is you have a communist Chinese individual, a nationalist, go into a Taiwanese Presbyterian Church and shoot them up. Now, they said he hey, may have mental illness. We're going to see that theme throughout, but not much out of the mainstream media about it. There's no gun sense. They're not out there saying we need to decry Chinese nationalism, probably because the politicians, the media, the corporations, our government officials, they're all bought and paid for by the Chinese anyways. And you can't even say the word Taiwan in China. They won't even allow it on the, on the news. So, of course, favorable coverage for them uh, means just letting this one dissipate. Kind of like what happened in Waukesha, where that uh, black nationalist who was livid over Kyle Rittenhouse, and he decides to get in a car and drive over a marching band and various other attendees of a Christmas parade. That all just disappeared. Kind of like the Vegas shooting. Just magically gone. But the one that they stuck to is the interesting one because there seems to be a pattern. And I'm going to show you a pattern because there's a few things that first, when it comes to mass shootings, I'm not like most of these other pundits. A lot of pundits go, oh, we don't want to say his name. We don't because he wants to be famous, even if he was dead. I want to know who this bastard is. All right. And then the manifesto. No, don't read the manifesto. Oh, oh, you shouldn't read the manifesto. It's just sickening and vile, and it'll infect your brain. No, I want to know why he did it. I want to know who he is. I want to know why he did it. And especially because they're framing it as him being some right-wing nut job who watches Tucker Carlson, even though in his manifesto he blasts Fox News. Uh, he also calls himself a communist. So he's obviously not right wing, but you you know, this is the Brian Sicknick death by fire extinguisher meme that we're going to get. They're going to decry anyone who reads the manifesto. Oh, don't read it. 
And then they're going to bury the manifesto. Then they're going to make their own manifesto up. They make up their own facts. And then we find out Brian Sicknick was killed with a fire extinguisher for six months when he actually died of natural causes and didn't even die during the January 6th insurrection event, right? So they're just going to straight out lie to you. Well, they're also lying to us about this wave of white domestic terrorism, right? It's domestic terrorism, white nationalism. The FBI was busted making a freaking list of all the parents that just decided to go to the school board and, and air their grievances. Like, listen to this lady. She just wanted to air her grievances about how they forced her daughter to read this vile pornographic uh, stuff as a part of a class project. And then in return, the city council and well, actually the school board in which she was bringing it up to basically shouted her down for using pornographic language. And uh, even though that's what they were teaching in the school, I'm going to read you an assignment given to my 15 year old daughter at a local high school. This will be horrifying for me to read to you, but that will give you perspective on how she must have felt when her teacher required her to memorize this and to act it out in front of her entire class. I don't love you. It's not you. It's just, I don't like your dick or any dick in that case. I cheated, Joe. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I don't. Thank you so much for your. Thank you for your uh, comment. Forgive me. I, we're not using profanity. Are you? Okay. The teacher this, this required my daughter to read, memorize this, and read this pornographic material. Uh, excuse me. Please don't engage with the audience. Okay. Uh, sorry, so it's my please first continue time your here. public comment. Your your time is. You've got one at one minute and 19 seconds. Um, I ask you simply, this is a public meeting. I ask for decorum, um, and I'm asking Dr. Jara. Thank you so much. Dr. Jara? If you don't want me to read it to you, what was that like for my 15-year-old daughter to have to memorize pornographic material and, um, and memorize it and portray Madam President, Thanks, members of the board staffs on this, um, we can have the region superintendent speak. So, yeah, this lady decides, well, I want to air my grievances before the school board and the FBI is going to put her on a list. And the FBI, we can go down that road. I'm thinking about maybe stepping into that territory if I feel right by the end of this podcast to go down that road, because I'm going to bring up that article again about how the FBI manufactures terrorism cases. And we've got some other articles that we could stuff together to show that everything that the FBI does is nefarious towards conservatives. And they always know the shooter, but they just didn't get there in time. God darn, dang, drat. You know, we knew the guy. He was on our radar. He was known to us. He had mental issues in the past. Somehow he gets a gun. It's always the way these things work every single time. But I think there's another trend of domestic terrorism that's not being talked about. And this is, you're going to see this across multiple manifestos. Because the Buffalo shooter left a manifesto. He was the one who on Saturday, May 14th, 
decided to go. He drove three hours. Now, he's supposedly mentally ill, but he was mentally ill enough to get behind the wheel and drive straight for three hours to an area that he staked out and, you know, investigated. And yeah, it was somewhere where he, he might have lived earlier um, just so he can shoot all of these people. You know, he he killed 10 people and three others were injured. 11 victims were black, but they weren't all black. And he tried to live stream it on the on the Twitch platform. Now, the one thing that these people all have in common is they had an affinity for the Christchurch shooter in New Zealand. Now, if you remember back in March 13th, 2019, where an individual put out a manifesto, he goes into this mosque and he's killing Muslims left and right. He killed 49 of them and he live streamed it on Facebook Live. Well, all of the other shootings that followed had similar aspects of their manifestos. Now, they granted they all nodded to this guy, but there's some interesting similarities because we also have a similar situation with, if you remember back to August 1st of 2019, to the El Paso Walmart shooter. He went in, opened fire at a nearby Walmart, and 20 people were dead, 26 injured. And he left a manifesto, too. And there's some things in that manifesto that are similar to the Buffalo shooting manifesto that were also cited in the Christchurch shooters manifesto. Hmm. Kind of seems like a trend there. Seems like we're all going down the same road. There's even some similarities to the, um, um, the community college in Utah, that shooter that shot there. He left a manifesto, too, and he had some things that kind of dovetailed kind of close to it. So the Buffalo shooter had an issue with, um, he had an issue with race, right? So he gets into this whole fertility thing. Um, he gets into the, the lack of birth rate. This is actually from his manifesto. So if it's going to, you know, be too much for you, then you can just turn off the show because we're, we're going to go there because we need to go there because the news is going somewhere else and it ain't truth. So from his manifesto, in 2050, despite the ongoing effect of sub-replacement fertility, the population figures show that the population does not decrease in line with the sub-replacement fertility levels, but actually maintains and even in many white nations rapidly increases. Although through immigration, this is an ethnic replacement. This is cultural replacement. This is racial replacement. This is white genocide. To return to a place to, or, or to return to the replacement fertil fertility levels is a priority number one, but it is no simple task. There are myriad reasons behind the decline in fertility rates and the destruction of the traditional family unit. Listen to this. We must inevitably correct the disaster of hedonistic, nihilistic individualism. So right there, he's taking the crux of conservatism, individualism. He's smearing it as being hedonistic and nihilistic because, what, we want to, we want to prosper and succeed, and some of that success might be us enjoying purchasing things, which they look at as being hedonistic. Anyways, but it will take some time, time we do not have uh, due to the crisis of mass immigration. Due to mass immigration, 
we lack the team, the, the, the time scale required to enact the civilizational paradigm shift we need to undertake to return to health and prosperity. Mass migration will disenfranchise us, subvert our nations, destroy our communities, destroy our ethnic ties, destroy our culture, destroy our peoples, long before low fertility revel- levels ever could. Thus, before we deal with the fertility rates, we must deal with both the invaders within our lands and the invaders that seek to enter our lands. We must crush immigration and deport those invaders already living on our soil. It is not just a matter of our prosperity, but the very survival of our people. He goes on further to say he, he's got this like question and answer period that he does with himself. And so the question is, are you a racist? He says, yes, I am a racist because I believe in differences of capabilities between races. Are you a white supremacist? Yes, I would call myself a white supremacist. After all, which race is responsible for the world we live in today? I believe the white race is superior in the brain to all other races. So that's the Buffalo shooter. Now, if you remember, the El Paso shooter who shot up the Walmart, he had an issue with illegal immigration as well, even though I think he was Hispanic or part Hispanic. This is from his manifesto. I am against race mixing because it destroys genetic diversity and creates identity problems. Also, because it's completely unnecessary and selfish. Second and third generation Hispanics from interracial unions at much higher rates than average. Um, They form interracial. These people just don't know how to spell in their (laughs) friggin. Wait till you get to where he's trying to spell fascism three or four times in the Buffalo Shooter um, uh, Manifesto, but yeah, they these people don't know how to spell. So, anyways, back to El Paso's uh, manifesto, right? Second and third generation Hispanics form interracial unions at much higher rates than average. Yet another reason to send them back: cultural and racial diversity is largely temporary. Cultural diversity diminishes as stronger and/or more appealing cultures overtake weaker and undesirable ones. Racial diversity will disappear as either race mixing or genocide will take place. Hmm, this is sounding very familiar to the other guy, isn't it? But they never met. <laughs> but the idea of deporting or murdering all non-white American, uh, Americans is horrific. Many have been here at least as long as the whites and have done much to build our country. The best solution f- is to this for now would be to divide America into a confederacy of territories with at least one territory for each race. Yeah, Okay, Mr. James Madison over here, I'm I'm sure you've got a better idea than what we've come up with, with the Founding Fathers. Anyways, this physical separation would nearly eliminate race mixing and improve social unity by granting each race self-determination within their respective territories. So they both have issues with immigration here. Um, They both are into this whole great replacement, you know, where they're worried about Um, being replaced as a race. And they all go back to Europe with this. They all talk about the failure of Europe. This is from the Buffalo Shooter uh, Manifesto. We are experiencing invasion on a level never seen before in history. Millions of people pouring across our borders, legally invited by the state and corporate entities to replace the white people who have failed to reproduce, failed to create the cheap labor, failed to create new consumers and tax base, that the corporations and states need to have to thrive. This critical mass immigration and sub-replacement fertility is an assault on the European people that, if not combated, will ultimately result in the complete racial and cultural replacement of the European people. So now let's go to the El Paso shooter. 
manifesto. Here's what he said. This attack is a response to the Hispanic invasion of Texas. They are instigators, not me. I am simply defending my country from cultural and ethnic replacement brought on by an invasion. Some people will think this statement is hypocritical because of the nearly complete ethnic and cultural destruction brought to the Native Americans by our European ancestors, but this just reinforces my point. The natives didn't take the invasion of Europeans seriously, and now what's left is just a shadow of what was. My motives for this attack were not at all personal. Actually, the Hispanic community was not my target before I read The Great Replacement. Of course, The Great Replacement came from the Christchurch shooter. Now, Brenton Tarrant, he's the Christchurch shooter, um... They all have this eco-fascist ideology. Listen to this. This is uh, somebody, uh, I think it was Center for Right Wing something. I can't remember. They, these are the people that were breaking down the Christ Church Shooters Manifesto. And remember, when they talk about right wing, they're talking about right wing from the sense of Great Britain, France, you know, Italy. Right wing to them is like, socialism or authoritarianism it's not the same right wing as it is in america it's kind of like the canard that we all bought on red and blue states you know it was i don't even i think the media the news media before they became 24 hours came up with blue for democrats red for republicans which really if you're going to be aligned with communists like the democrats are you probably should be red but anyways this is the christ church shooters uh, manifesto's analysis done by the Center for Right-Wing Terrorism, whatever. Brenton Terrence's ideas of ecologically motivated ethnopluralism are tightly connected to his eco-fundamentalism. Gosh, it doesn't sound really Fox News-ish, does it? Tarrant mentions repeatedly that he considers himself an eco-fascist, not a Tucker Carlson viewer, preserving and exalting nature and the natural order through green nationalism, a peculiar event of his cognitive universe that stands out as compared to other right-wing terrorists. Well, that's the reason why you were thrown off by it, Center for Right-Wing whatever, because he's not. <laughs> Overpopulation and migration go against his idea of ethnopluralist climate theories. He expresses also strongly anti-modern and anti-capitalist sentiments and blames capitalists and socialists alike to have destroyed nature and, and the environment. Climate change also justifies reduction of the world population. It is the invaders who kill the planet due to their fertility rates. Apparently, he cites uh, this movement, PGIDA movement. I'm not familiar with them. It's too busy referencing and marrying up the manifestos to spend time on that movement. But this is what that movement believes. It says... Bellyites continue with an extensive discussion of the disadvantages of migration and interprets European generosity as cementing colonial patterns of behavior. Population growth constitutes an ecological threat. Mass migration uh, causes brain drain, uprooting, and alienation. The controversial Italian population genesis uh, Cavalli Savorzo claimed that Moving people outside of their ecosystem to which they are accl acclimatized goes against the human nature. Since there is no standard climate, there can also be no standard human being. This argument holds North America as forceful examples of migration leading only to cultural abyss. Um, yeah, 
eco-fundamentalism. So what does the boss, the, uh, what does the Buffalo shooter believe? He says, what are your views? I would prefer to call myself a populist, but you can call me an ethno-nationalist, eco-fascist, nationalist, socialist, if you want. And I wouldn't agree, disagree with you. Are you a fascist? Which he continually misspelled. Yes, fascism is the one of the only political ideologies that will unite whites against the replacers. Since that's what I seek, calling me a fascist would be accurate. When I was 12, I was deep into the communist ideology. Talk to anyone from my old high school and ask about me, and you'll hear that from age 15 to 18, however. Now, this is the part that the left dug through 180 pages and stuck this little nugget out into the limelight and said, this is why they like Tucker Carlson and the right-wingers and uh, it's uh, Elise Stefanik. This is, this is the little snippet here. However, I constantly move farther to the right. That is, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight words that they took out of 180 pages to make this guy a right-wing zealot, to make him a conservative. But then he goes on to clarify that. On the political compass, I fall in the mild, moderate, authoritarian left category, and I would prefer to be called a populist. This is kind of like going, uh, I'm not on E, but I'm kind of running on fumes, right? <laughs> so that's the buffalo shooter. Now, how about the El Paso Walmart shooter? The American lifestyle affords our citizens an incredible quality of life. However, our lifestyle is destroying the environment of our country. The dissemination of the environment is creating a massive burden for future gen generations. Corporations are hearing the destruction of our environment by shamelessly over-harvesting resources. This has been a problem for decades. For example, this phenomenon is brilliantly portrayed in the decades-old classic, The Lorax. I speak for the trees! He's talking Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Watersheds around the country, especially in agricultural areas, are being depleted. Fresh water is being polluted from farming and oil drilling operations. Consumer culture is creating thousands of tons of unnecessary plastic waste and electronic waste and recycling to help slow this down is almost non-existent. There goes those hedonistic, nihilist, individualism guys. Urban sprawl creates inefficient cities, which unnecessarily destroys millions of acres of land. We even use God knows how many trees worth of paper towels just to wipe off the water off our hands. Everything I've seen and heard in my short life has led me to believe that the average American isn't willing to change their lifestyle, even if it changes only even if the changes only cause a slight inconvenience. So all of these people have the same thing going on. They, if anything, they're more of a green party movement of, of people. I mean, they want to say there's this movement of domestic terrorist, you know, parents in Loudoun County are talking before the school board, write the names down. Let's get the geo locations using their cell phones of the January six protesters petitioning their government, which they have an, uh, a constitutional right to, assembling to petition their government as they have a constitutional right to. But we want to just overlook the fact that this movement, which is more of a Green Party, AOC movement, 
the, the you know the, these are the people that are zealots over climate change. They want the Green New Deal. They want to ban the cows and the farts. So they want you to eat processed fake meat and they want to make fake breast milk. And they don't care that the baby formula shortage was basically brought upon us by closing a plant because it may have contaminants. And then they investigated, find out there are no contaminants, right? So now we're in this lag zone of no manufacturing. They want all that to happen. But they want to pin it on, you know, the pin these shootings on right wing conservatives when really these individuals, these eco fascists are more in line with the AOCs. They're more in line with the individuals that support Antifa. They're more in line with individuals who want to attack your church over Roe v. Wade being overturned. But really, it's their policies that are causing all types of chaos in the country. And they're using these events to deflect from that. Really what it's going to come down to is this event is going to be exploited because they can say it's white nationalist and they can take his manifesto, bury it, provide their own manifesto of BS lies and make everyone believe he was Brian Sicknick, the officer that was killed with a fire extinguisher blow to the head on January 6th at the insurrection, when that never happened, he died of natural causes later. They're going to use this and lie about it. And then they're going to turn around and try to pass legislation to either ban the guns or attempt to ban the guns to galvanize the base, to get some sort of support for the midterms because they suck. Midterms are crap for them. And so they're going to deflect from their horrible inflationary policies of printing more money and spending more money. They're going to deflect from their hor horrible foreign policy, which was basically let's uh, strip everyone out of Afghanistan, leave our, our refugees behind, leave those that helped us in, in Afghanistan behind, leave all of our equipment behind, leave our American citizens who are living there behind. We're going to go, and uh, support Ukraine. Now they want to send the troops off to Somalia. What are we building a new uh, money laundering scheme, taking it out of Ukraine and putting it in Somalia? Somalia did elect a new president, by the way. <laughs> Interesting timing. But that's all this is. They're going to try to grab the guns because they need to, to be able to pull the crazy elect electioneering that they've been doing. But at the very least, they want to win midterms, and they know they can't given the current state that Biden and his administration has left them in. So this is a way to distract, and this is a way to uh, try to galvanize their base in some fashion because a lot of them are very tired of this administration. We've got elections happening this evening. The Pennsylvania race between Kathy Barnett and uh, uh, Dr. Oz, who's not a conservative, by any means, guy's a gun-grabbing, uh, Fauci-loving tool. And uh, McCormick, apparently that race is too close to call. But uh, on the Democrat side, the guy, uh, John, what's his name, Fetterman, um, he actually uh, <laughs> he won his primary, and he's uh, in the hospital right now because of a stroke. Yeah, Fetterman. So that's happening. Uh, Doug Mastriano wins Pennsylvania's uh, governor's primary race, 
And we also have a win for Trump-backed um, uh, Ted Budd. So he is the Republican senator, uh, Senate primary that we had going in. But of course, right now, the one, but the most contentious race of them all, the one Sean Hannity likes to screw up and push for Dr. Oz. That one's too close to call. Maybe we'll get some word on that later. Um, but we need to start moving ahead and getting these primary seats flipped to actual people that love the country and want to push for constitutional conservative republicanism so that we can keep these gun-grabbing, vile individuals who want to dance on the graves of innocent people who were killed by individuals who had manifestos and were known by the FBI. Makes me wonder who wrote those manifestos. Um, yeah, we want to make sure that we can thwart all of that, starting with a midterm majority and then hopefully taking back the executive branch in 2024. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. You can also listen to us on Roku in the streaming store. Go to your streaming channel store and download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. Um, you can be on the on the program. Leave a message, 1-929-GO-GO-USA. That's 1-929-GO-GO-USA. And I might put you on the show. Until next time, God bless. Good night.